Uh, as we get started today, I, I pray that you're just, if you've got prayer requests, if you need something, feel free to give us a call. Uh, my number is 256-453-7183. You can call me and, and, and I'll pray with you. But this morning, we're going we, we, we're blessed this morning. Gina's here. She's going to lead us in some worship music and sing a little bit. Uh, y'all listen to her. I'm just the background doo-ops and probably going to pull her down a little bit. But I'm excited about being here this morning. This is Palm Sunday. Sunday. This is the Sunday before, you know, before Easter. And yes, this Easter will be different than any we've had in the past, but hey, God is still in control. So right at the moment, I'm going to turn this over to Gina. Gina, you just sing whatever God's laid on your heart this morning. All right. For those of you who are here, it's 156 and then play them. All right. All right, 156. We'll strike up the band, and boy, we're going to get at this. Amen. Acapella uh, all the way. Yeah. I, I've learned to sing acapella, acapella, acapella. All right, Gina, Ready. let's go. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Of God, born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending, bring from above. Sing. 
is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Amen. You ready for me to do this one or you want Right. In letters of crimson, God wrote his love on a hillside so long. Long ago, for you and for me, Jesus died, and love's greatest story was told.
You know, as Easter comes closer, and this being the Palm Sunday, the Lord laid on my heart a sermon yesterday, and, and I've been thinking about what I was going to preach on, and you know, the triumphal entry in Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11, uh, we, we see Jesus coming into Jerusalem. It says, when they drew nigh to Jerusalem, they, they come to Bethany, and to the Mount of Olives, and Jesus sent two, two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them, and bring them unto me. If any man say aught to you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which by the prophet, spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the Daughter of Sion, behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek, sitting on an ass and the colt of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded. And they brought the ass and the colt, put them on their clothes, and they sat them thereof. And a great multitude prepared their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the tree and strawed them in the way. And the multitude that went before and followed, crying, Hosanna! To the son of David, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when they, he was coming to Jerusalem, the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Uh, it's an awesome story when you think about how this goes about. And I want you to picture it in your mind as Jesus sends these Two disciples, they get this, this colt that's never been ridden, and, and Jesus gets on it, and as he approaches the, the city of Jerusalem, there's not been word that he's coming. There's, there's no been no time to prepare a parade or anything like that. People just showed up because it's amazing. When God's in a place, people just show up. You know, and, and it, he, it doesn't matter if you're at home. It doesn't matter where you're at. My Bible says where two or more are gathered, that he's in the midst of you. Say, well, well, preacher, I'm here by myself. And all I got is, is, is the, the my Facebook and you or my podcast and listening to you. Well, let me tell you, if you're a child of God, there's two in the room already because the Holy Spirit is indwelling you. So that lets you know God's there. And, and so he's making a move in his life. Life. And as these people came, they came to worship. And I wish I could just picture the scene. Many would take their clothes off, or not clothes, their coat off, and they set it down on the ground in front of them. And, and here comes Jesus on this, this this donkey, basically riding by. And think about that. You're you're humbling yourself before a man, and and, and basically proclaiming him king. As they were crying out, Hosanna, and blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, they were excited. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I think about it, though. When he got there, it's amazing. From Sunday till next Sunday, the events that transpire. These people welcomed him as king, excited he was coming. But you think about this, they rejoice, they treat him as king, but many of them, their hearts were just as empty as our church buildings are today. Oh, they had good intentions, but many of these same people who said, Hosanna, 
a week later said, crucify. It's amazing how we, 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 we don't realize just who he is. I, I always think about one thing in this, this set of verses. is in verse 11 where they say, who is this? And they said, he's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth, the Galilee. Boy, they missed it. He was Jesus, the king. The king was coming, and they were there, but they missed it. You know, soon the king's coming again. You know, he was unexpected that Sunday, and the Bible tells us when he returns again, he'll be unexpected again. You know, my question is, how will you treat him when he comes? You know, how's your heart? How's your head? And are you ready for the Lord when he comes back? When he returns, and he's coming very soon, if, we, if you study the Bible, if you read Revelation, if you read any of the Bible, you look at prophecy, we know that Jesus is coming back very soon. Basically, the Bible tells us it could be any day now. One day the Father's going to look at the Son and say, go get your church. And when that happens, are you going to be ready? You know, the people say, well, preacher, the, the word rapture is not in the church, the Bible, which in truth it is not. But the idea of the rapture is. The rap, word rapture means sweeping away. And I want you to take your Bible this morning. We're going to turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And I want us to look this morning at, at some scriptures that the Lord's laid on my heart. If I can get my Bible to, to open and cooperate with me this morning, it's going to be a little contrary as, it, as the pages are stuck together. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and we're going to look starting in verse 13. As Paul's writing the church of Thessalonica, he says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. He said, now, there was people dying. And, and the early church believed that, that the Lord would come back before they died. So when people started to die, they got upset. And they were worried that, well, if we believed in the wrong thing. But he would say, don't be ignorant. Don't, don't be upset about it. He said about them that are, are asleep or dead, don't sorrow about it because we have hope. He said, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words." Paul said, Jesus is coming back. The father's going to look at the son, say, go get the church. He's going to step out on the clouds and call us home. And when that happens, are you ready? And I want us to, to look this morning at, are you ready? 
my title of my sermon is the king is coming and i want you to think who's jesus talk who's paul talking that jesus is coming to get well it's the church and, and you know say so it, it's it's those it's the saved it's the redeem it's his bride that he's coming to get and who are they and many people don't understand this so i want to share with you this morning who they are <coughs> one they're the ones that knows that god loves them John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. See, for the church to understand and to know that you're a child of God, you know that Jesus loves you. He told us in the Bible, many people have heard this verse and you hear it, but do you understand that God loved you? Just you. If nobody else was here on earth, he would have done this just for you because he loves you that much. Also, the church or, or the saved and the redeemed know another thing. Not only do they know that God loves them, but they know that they are sinful and separated from God. But the Bible tells us in Romans 3, 23, it says, For all have sinned and come short to the glory of God. That means everybody. You know, some people say, well, I'm a good person. Let me tell you, the Bible says all have sinned. It's not just a few. It's not the bad people. It's everybody. We all sin. Now, I explained it to kids sometimes, and, and they want to know what sin is. And they'll tell you, oh, it's lying, it's this. But, hey, it's anything. You remember when you was a child and mom said, hey, go clean your room, and you didn't go clean your room. You were being disobedient to your parents. Guess what? You were sinning because you were disobedient. Bible tells us we're supposed to obey our parents. So there's things we can do. Now, Bible tells us those that because of the fact that we're not righteous, Romans 6.23 tells us what the, the outcome of this is. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And, and you know, some people say, well, I haven't died yet. But let me tell you, that's one thing we all have in common. The Lord does not return. We all have one thing in common. We will die. It is something you can't run from, no matter how many doctors you have around you, how many vitamins you take. I, I've seen people who have worked out in perfect health and fall over dead the next day. The person sitting beside them, like me, eat a lot of cheeseburger, never, never exercise, live forever. You never can tell when it's your time it's your time death entered in because of sin when adam sinned death entered into the world so that's one thing we all have in common but let me tell you something else the saved know something else they know that god sent his son for their sins romans 5 8 says but god commended his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us. See, the, God knew that you couldn't be perfect. God knew that you couldn't take the law that he gave in the Old Testament and, and fulfill the law. Nobody can. That's a guideline. And he knew that. You think of all the sacrifices they made, the sacrifices, the animals that were sacrificed, that was just a temporary thing. But they had to continuously do it all over. So God sent the perfect sacrifice. He sent his son. What's Easter about? It's what Jesus has done for us. Now, Paul Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 3 for 4. He says, For I delivered unto you first of all, which also I received, that how Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, that he was buried and rose again on the third day according to the Scriptures. Paul said, Hey, I believed it, and now I'm sharing it with you, that Jesus died on the cross because of our sins. But the greatest thing is he rose again on the third day. I want you to think about that. 
rising again on the third day. What we'll celebrate next Sunday is one of the most important things. Why? Because of this. Bible, 1 Corinthians 15 verses 55 through 70, 57 says this. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ came. He died on the cross because of yours and my sins. But he rose again on the third day, giving us the promise of eternal life. That's what it's all about. That's why we celebrate. That's why Palm Sunday is in important because of what Christ did. See that because of that, I know that death does not hold me forever. When when I take my last breath here, my Bible tells me I'll be present with the Lord. There's no doubt about it. It tells me that that I'll stand before him and and hopefully I'll hear the words, good Welcome, my good and faithful servant. Hey, I know I'm not perfect, but guess what? I am forgiven. I'm washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I asked him to be my savior. You know, one thing about the the redeemed, the saved, is they realize that Jesus is the only way to God. And here's what a lot of people don't get really a lot of times. They think, well, if I live a good life, I can get to heaven. If I'm a good person, I can get to heaven. Being a good person doesn't get you there. You can't work your way to it. You can't, you can't hopefully get there. Jesus is the only way. Listen to his words. Jesus said in, in John chapter 14, verse six, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the father, but by me, Jesus told us he's the only way. And we need to realize that many the Christians realize that Jesus was the only way. And when they figured that out, when they knew that they were a sinner, they knew they were destined for hell. They knew that Jesus was the only way. They knew the way to respond. Paul tells us this. Listen to this in Romans chapter 10, verses nine through 11. It says, if thou will confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, then shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Paul says basically this, you call upon the name of the Lord and you're saved. But you know what? You got to believe it. We live in a world today where people's words don't mean nothing anymore. But here's what it amounts to. You have to mean what you say when you ask Christ into your heart. It's not just something you say. You know, I say I obey the speed limit. But you can ask my wife. I got a heavy foot sometimes. I don't always mean it, even though I want to. But when they ask Jesus in my heart, I meant it. Bible says you got to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. It's easy. They understood the truth of that. In Romans 10, 13, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And here, it's very simple. It's very, very simple. I'm, I'll tell you what, if you're listening or you're watching on Facebook, and you're watching our, 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 our video later, or you're listening to the podcast, here's the, here's the easiest way. It's to pray and ask God into your heart. It's a simple prayer. It'd be like this. You just pray, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus Christ is your son, and I believe that he died for my sins and that you raised him to life. I want to trust him as my Savior and follow him as my Lord from this day forward. Guide my life and help me to do your will. And I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
You can pray this prayer. You can get saved. You just got to believe. It's not the words. It's not how we say it. It's what we believe in our heart. So if you prayed this prayer, contact me. Send me a message on Facebook. Give me a call. I want to talk to you. You know, just if you got questions about salvation, let me know. Because that's what Easter's about. It's not about the Easter bunny. You know, many people are upset. Oh, Easter, I always dress up and go see mama. No, Easter's about what Jesus did. It's not about what the world's trying to turn it into. It's about Jesus. It's about what he did. I was 10 years old when I prayed that prayer. Did I know everything? No. Do I ever know everything now? No. I'm still growing in Christ. I'm still learning every day. But I know that if he steps out on the clouds, I'm going to meet him. Now, if you're a child of God and and you've said this prayer before, are you ready to meet the Lord? You know, when he calls us, and he will, are you ready? Jesus said in, in, in Luke chapter 19, verses 12 through 13, he was telling a parable. And he said, therefore, a certain nobleman went to a far country to receive, him, receive himself a kingdom and to return. He called ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. See, Christ left to go back to prepare a place. He tells us in John, I've gone to prepare a place for you. And one day he's coming back to get us. And he told us to occupy until he comes. Are you occupying? Child of God, are you busy right now? Are you being steadfast in your walk? Are you, are you doing as Christ told you to do? You know, being steadfast, being steady. We all slip, we all fall, we all make mistakes. And it, it happens every day. You know, sometimes anger gets us, sometimes sin gets us, and, and different things. But are you doing what Christ has called you to do? Listen to this verse in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. It says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Are you staying steadfast? Are you staying busy? Are you preparing by, by, by sharing the gospel with others? You see, as a child of God, one thing you're called to do is to go and tell. Are you telling people? Are you sharing what God's done? You know, uh, in, in Malachi, it tells us that it talks, so basically it's talking about John the Baptist, that he was sent to prepare a way for the Lord. Well, Jesus is coming back. Are you preparing a way for him among everybody? Are you entertaining angels, as the Bible tells us in Hebrews? Are you being what God wants you to be? Are you watching? Listen, to me, let me fly, find this verse in Proverbs right quick. I want to share a verse with you right fast. If I get my Bible heading in the right direction. In Proverbs, talking about watching and being ready for the Lord. Are you doing what God's told you to do? Are you paying attention all around you? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. 
You know, if you're watching, it's like this. If you knew that, that God was coming back this afternoon, how would you be doing things? What would your heart be doing? I guarantee you, if all of a sudden God decided, I'm going to ride on the clouds today, I'm coming back at 11.05 today. How many of us between now and the next 35 minutes would be trying to make sure we've done everything right. <clears throat> Boy, I tell you, people would be breaking out Bibles. People would be singing. They'd be praying. They'd be doing everything. Lord, I just want to be good when I come to meet you. So child of God, you, we were told he's coming back. So are you watching for him every day? Jesus told his disciples the night of his arrest. He said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation." For the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. What that's a reminder for me and you is that, hey, we all want to be what God wants us to be. We all want to be the best Christian we can, but we're fleshly and the flesh pulls us down. You know, it's like this doctor says, hey, I want you to eat right. And isn't it amazing whenever that happens? Friends call, say, hey, come over and eat. And they're going to have donuts, cake, and everything else is fattening. And you just can't help it because you want one. Well, sin's like that. And Satan knows that. We all want to be good Christians, so he dangles that chocolate donut in front of you and says, hey, grab it. And most of the times we do. If we're watching, if we're trying, we won't enter into temptation. God gives you a way out of temptation a lot of times. But it's not easy, so we don't take it. We ought to live like he's coming back. Listen to this. Jesus said in Matthew 24, starting in verse 30, he says, Then shall appear unto the Son of, the Son of God in heaven. Then shall all the tribes of earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He shall send his angels with great sound of trumpets and they shall gather together from the elect of the four wind from the er one from every heaven to the other. Now learn the parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. So likewise, when you see these things, know that the, it is near even at the doors. Christ gave this parable to warn us when he's coming back. And spring should be that reminder. We look out, the trees are starting to bud. Get ready, because he's fixing to return. Are you watching? You ever think about how God's done this? Easter, right when spring starts, a reminder of the rebirth. It should be a reminder he's coming back. And when he comes back, he's promised I'll make all things new. Are you ready? Are you ready to rejoice? You know what the matter with most of us children of God is? We don't rejoice. This morning I looked and it's kind of hard. You, 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 I mean, you hear my voice echoing in here because, like I said, there's Five people in the building. Well, five and a half people in the building. And, and, and here we are. We're spread out. 
Normally on Palm Sunday, we have a good crowd. I, I, I was thinking, you know, here is next week is Easter. Our choir had been rehearsing this wonderful cantata, and we're still going to do it. And it's awesome talking about God's return and everything in Easter is beautiful. And we look so forward to do it. And here now, people say, well, we can't celebrate Easter. I'm celebrating Easter because I celebrate the, re- the rising of my Savior. He's my God. He's not forsaken us. He's right here with us. Sometimes I think he's just trying to see how serious we are. Church, are you serious? Are you ready for his return? Romans fifteen thirteen says this. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. In believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Do you have hope today? Child of God, have you gotten so depressed that you've lost it? Watch. He's fixed to return. The king is coming. I want to close with this. And then we're going to have one more song. Philippians 4. Verse 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we celebrate your triumphal entry, Father, in my life, on October 10th, 7 p.m., 1976, you made a triumphal entry into my heart. Father, I thank you for saving me. I thank you for saving many others, Lord, and I know that there are those who need to come to know you. I pray they'll listen to this and they'll go and they'll pray that prayer. They'll mean it, Heavenly Father. Father, they'll understand what Easter is all about. Lord, for those that are discouraged, I lift them up to you. Lord, let them rejoice in the fact that you are still on the throne. No matter what's going on around us, you're still there. Lord, the church building might be empty, but the Holy Spirit is filled his people with his presence. So, Lord, go with us as we leave this place. Father, be with those of our church family that are out there. And, and, and Lord, I pray you touch them and keep them safe. Father, I pray that we'll get through this, this pandemic quickly. Lord, that, that you're just trying to open our eyes, that you're still in charge. People might say, where are you in the midst of all this? You are right here in the middle. We're, you're waiting for us to cry out to you, to humble ourselves before you. So, Father, have your will. Lord, help us to draw closer to you during this time. In the Lord's name I pray. Amen. Gina. We're in the Baptist Hymnal 182, if you don't know what that's from. The Savior is waiting to enter your heart. Why don't you let him come in? There's nothing in this world. Keep you apart. What is your answer to
sure you listen to our podcast and, and watch us on Facebook. Uh, we've got many podcasts going on. We're available on anchor.com, got Google, Spotify, many different platforms for podcasts are available. Our video will be uploaded again soon on Facebook. Share it with your friends. Share the podcast if you can. If you have any questions, give me a call. I hope you have a blessed and wonderful week as we get ready to celebrate Easter next week. We're going to still celebrate. We're going to have some singing. We're going to have some preaching. You know, unless something happens, we'll be here. So just be much in prayer. Pray for one another. Reach out to those that are at home and just give them a call. Give them a word of encouragement and pray for each other. We'll see y'all later.